If you have your Bibles with you, if you want to remain standing, uh, Philippians chapter number four, Philippians chapter number four, I'm just going to dive right into the word this morning as we stand and honor the word of the Lord today. Philippians chapter number four. Beginning in verse number four through verse number seven, we find the following. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be, known, be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I want to read this again to get us into our spirit this morning. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I want to read it again. I wanted to get it in our spirit this morning. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding, might keep you, shall keep you, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. For a few moments this morning, I want to talk to you and preach for a little bit on I will rejoice. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence in this room right now. Lord, I pray that there would be no distraction over the next few moments where your people could not hear me, but they would hear your voice and they would sense your spirit. And Lord, we would walk from this place rejoicing in the manner that you're calling us to rejoice in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. To rejoice simply means to make a joyful noise or sound to take delight in. May I ask the question this morning, what are you delighting in? The old hymn of the church that was penned so many years ago has 
some very much prophetic insight. Most of you probably remember parts of it, if not all of it, but the beginning verse of it is this, I'm rejoicing night and day as I walk the narrow way. For the hand of God in all my life I see and the reason of my bliss, yes, the secret, all is this, that the comforter abides with me. And the course simply is he abides, he abides. Hallelujah, he abides with me. I'm rejoicing night and day as I walk the narrow way, for the comforter abides with me. Once my heart was full of sin, once I had no peace within, till I heard how Jesus died upon the tree, then I fell down at his feet, and there came a peace so sweet, and now the comforter abides in me. This is, this is the pinnacle, though, for me. He is with me everywhere, and he knows my every care. I'm as happy as a bird and just as free. Some of you can't sing that verse right there. Don't sing that line. You'd be lying. Because we have allowed the enemy to cloud our vision of who God really is. But the writer of this hymn, he says, I'm as happy as a bird and just as free. Does that mean he didn't have any dark days, didn't have any troubles? No, he just understood who his God was. He said, for the spirit has control and Jesus satisfies my soul since the comforter abides with me. One may ask us this morning, how is it that you can live in a state of joy in the midst of such darkness? The answer is quite simple. Jesus. I don't understand it all, can't explain it all. I just know this, he is. Even when I don't understand, he is. When I don't have the answer, he is. Because I know that he is still everything that he has always said that he is. Therefore, we do not rejoice because of the things that we see naturally at times, but we rejoice because we know that he abides in here. We have our being in Christ and Christ alone today, and it is the peace of God through Jesus Christ our Lord that is able to keep us. I ask you this morning, do you understand that there is still a reason to rejoice? Paul writes in Romans chapter 12 and verse number 12, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation and continuing instant in prayer. Notice Paul is simply saying we're not just rejoicing because of what we see, but we are rejoicing in the words that he has spoken, not just for yesterday and not just for today, but for tomorrow if he sees fit to give us to tomorrow. Our hope in Christ and the finished work of Calvary this morning far outweighs the darkness of this present world. Can I tell you this morning, I believe it's important that we are reminded and that we remind each other today that we can rejoice because of the one that has redeemed us and because of the victories that he's won and because of the victories that he has wrought in our life.
There's another song that maybe you are familiar with this morning. Bill and Gloria Gaither wrote it many years ago. Simply says that God sent his son, they called him Jesus. He came to love, heal, and forgive. He bled and died to buy my pardon. And an empty grave is there to show that my Savior lives. Can I tell you, as powerful as that is, the second verse to that song is equally, if not more powerful, because it says this. Then one day, I'll cross the river, and I'll fight life's final war with pain. And then, as death gives way to victory, I'll see the lights of glory, and I'll know he truly reigns. In the Gospel of Luke, we read of a story of where Jesus sends out the 70. And he sends out the 70 two by two, and he gives them these instructions. He says, I want you to go into a city, and if they receive you, he said, I want you to stay there, and I want you to minister to them and encourage them and tell them that the kingdom of God is at hand. And also, while you're there, I want you to heal all manner of sickness and disease. But if they don't receive you, I want you to shake it off uh, as dust on your sandals and keep moving to the next place. And you can read throughout this chapter, chapter number 10 in the Gospel of Luke. But as you read through this story, we find that the 70 upon their return, they began to be filled with joy and excitement. And as they return, they come to Jesus and they simply says this in verse number 17. And it says, and the 70 returned again with joy saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Obviously, they had encountered not only the presence of God, but they had obviously witnessed and been used in the power of God because of that which he had given them a command. Obviously, they had seen it fulfilled. And notice, uh, they were simply abounding with joy because they had experienced victory in the present. But Jesus quickly brings them to a teachable moment. In verse 18 and 19, he stops them and he says this. He said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. He said, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. But he quickly continues into verse 20. He says, now notwithstanding in this rejoice not. But however, rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Can I tell you this morning, I need somebody in this room to hear me that this isn't all that there is. But there is a book in heaven with your name in it. And it is the Lamb's book of life and there is no circumstance, there is no event, there is no unscheduled thing that can remove your name from that 
book. And can I tell you, James tells us very clearly in chapter 4, I believe it's verse number 14, that life is just a vapor. You're only here for a moment. And can I tell you, uh, while we have responsibility here, this isn't all there is. But there is a, a day where every one of us in this room will take and lay off this temporary house, this fleshly house, uh, but we will continue to live forever. Uh, And can I tell you, uh, we can rejoice this morning because uh, those that have put their faith and trust in the Lord, uh, we are not going to be living in a world that is full of pain, sickness, and disease, uh, but we will forever be with the Lord. Uh, Paul simply said uh, to be absent from the body uh, is to be present with the Lord. Uh, Can I tell you, I will rejoice this morning uh, even though my heart is heavy, uh, even though I have dealt with sickness and disease and death uh, on a rapid manner in the last few hours, uh, even though my heart is grieved uh, because of my own selfishness uh, that I'm like, I can't replace that friend. Uh, There's not a friend like him that encourages you when you're down but can I tell you I still will rejoice because can I tell you another faithful servant went home and received his reward this morning I will rejoice it doesn't make sense in the eyes of the world but can I tell you for all of those that have accepted Christ as Lord and you can know with the surety that your name is written down what does that really mean exactly it means that this current situation is only for a short time it means this morning and the world doesn't understand it but unfortunately some of the church don't even understand it today. It means that if my name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, Brother John, it means that the death has lost its sting and that there is a place prepared that is absent from all darkness, all disease that is plaguing this current world. It means that there is a day of reunion that's coming where I will sit down at the marriage supper of the Lamb. I will be reunited with those that have gone on before me. I'm just going to rejoice while you sit there this morning because can I tell you, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the hurt, I will rejoice because every time the devil tried to defeat me and destroy me, he has lost because I'm still standing. Every lie that's ever been told, I've conquered it. Every attempt of the enemy to destroy you and your family, you're still here. Why? Because God is still who he says he is. May I remind you, you're not still here because you're that good. You're still here because God's that good. Because he said, not today, devil. Not today, devil. They're still mine. Somebody ought to rejoice because can I tell you, you don't know how many times that guardian angel was before you and move that out of the way and move that out of the way. You don't have any knowledge of how much God has really done. (sighs) 
it means I am no longer separated without hope. But it means this morning, due to the bloody cross of Calvary, I who once was separated has been grafted in by what they were singing about this morning. By the blood of Jesus. And I have now been given access to the Father. Please hear me. You say, what does all this really mean, preacher? It means this, the snare of the fowler has been broken off your life. It means the stronghold of sin has been broken off your life. It means that sickness and disease has been broken off your life. Uh, it means that you've been redeemed. Uh, what's that mean? It means you've been bought with the price and you're not your own, but you belong to another. Uh, and can I tell you this morning, uh, he is a good, good father. Everything we lost with the first Adam, we have regained with the second Adam. I think I'll rejoice. Hear me. It's not a time to rejoice because of the material thing that you possess. But it's time to rejoice because we have an understanding that God is still one that will stick closer than a brother. Never leave you. Never forsake you. Hear me. If that's not enough to rejoice about, let me take you back and let me give you the words of Christ one more time. In the Gospel of Luke, he says, don't get so excited because you see the enemy is subject to you. He said, you got to understand, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. Now, that's not telling you to get up and play with snakes while you shout and dance, okay? Let's just clear that up, okay? We're not one of them. But he's talking about gives you power to tread on the serpent that he saw cast out of heaven. And the scorpions is nothing more than the demonic powers that is with him. And he's simply saying, and over all the power of the enemy... Do you understand you can rejoice because of what God's given you? But for far too long, we have allowed the enemy to cloud our vision, to see the things of God, and we have allowed him to put a magnifying glass in front of us so we can see the things that he is doing in operation. It makes it look like it's so much bigger than it is. Please hear me. It's time to rejoice. And Paul simply goes on and reveals us a powerful truth. And I believe it's something we hear and know, but sometimes we just need to revisit it in Romans chapter number 8, verse number 14. It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God and have children then heirs and heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Now, if we're heirs and joint heirs, the question has to be asked, what has been given to us? Defeat hasn't been given to us. Sickness and disease hasn't been given to us. 
please hear me, but power, anointing, victory, deliverance, salvation, access to the throne of grace and the portals of heaven. But he doesn't stop writing. If you go on a little further in that chapter, in Romans chapter 8, down to about verse 35, he writes this and he asks a question. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, our distress, our persecution, our famine, our nakedness, our pearl, our sword? He goes on a little further and he simply says in verse 38, and I'm inclined to believe in what he's writing and I, I can't speak for you, but I can only speak for me. As Paul spoke for himself here, he said, for I am persuaded. I just wonder if there's anybody's persuaded in this room with me this morning. You come too late to tell me that he isn't who he says he is. You come too late to tell me that he can't do and that he won't do. Notice he says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of Christ, the love of God, rather, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul said, I've lived a little bit. That's what he's saying. If you wanted to paraphrase it, you could say this. Paul was simply telling them, he said, listen, you all focus on the day that I was on Damascus Road and I heard a voice and I was stricken with blindness and three days later Ananias comes in and touches me and prays with me and I received the Holy Spirit. Y'all think that's pretty awesome. And he said, it is pretty awesome. But however, you got to realize I've been imprisoned. I've been shipwrecked. And I am persuaded that there is nothing that can separate me from the love of God. What are you saying is you, you don't, do you understand how bad me and Silas was beaten? And at midnight, there wasn't no celebration because of our arrival. There wasn't no accolades. There wasn't no welcome party. There wasn't no red carpet laid out, but we was bleeding, we was hurting, we was wretched in pain, but we began to sing unto the one true God, and all of a sudden, he came. Can I tell you, he said this, at midnight, nothing separated me. When I was on the ship and hadn't seen the, the, the light of day or stars for many, many days, he said, nothing separated me. But yet the enemy comes along, and right now, we're dealing with a generation that can barely make it through today because they are so anxious about tomorrow that they don't even know if they're going to be in anyway. And we're allowing tomorrow and yesterdays to steal everything from us today when the Bible teaches us that today is the day of salvation, meaning today is the day we are to be the church. But if we're not careful, please hear me. I need to tell somebody in this room that there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. And if the love of God is present, that means this. There's a peace and there's a rest that you can have. 
Can I remind you of where we started this morning? It says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. He didn't say just rejoice when everything is wonderful in your life. He said rejoice always. If you've lived a little bit at all, you're going to know that it's not always joy. Life happens. We go through some stuff. But can I tell you, when we rejoice, there's something that happens. Brother Jay alluded to it at the beginning. He inhabits the praise of his people. But when we rejoice, we begin to transition and we begin to be repositioned. But also the atmosphere is different. And therefore, when the atmosphere is ripe and it's right, there is the presence of God that brings about a peace that passes all understanding. And why is this peace so important? Is because it is the peace of God that will keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. You know why we have so many people today that love God, but their hearts are troubled and their minds are a mess? Is because they've not tapped into the peace of God, and you can't tap into the peace of God until first you learn how to rejoice in God. In any situation that you find yourself, you've got to learn how to rejoice. And I don't rejoice because of what I see. I don't rejoice because of what I feel. I rejoice because of what I know. I know that he came, he died, he rose again, but also know John 14. That I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. Can I tell you, my future is much, much brighter than my past. I'm hurrying this morning. If nobody's told you lately, let me tell you this. You are a victorious people. You say, but you don't know what I'm going through right now. Here's what I do know. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And if it had his way, it already killed you. But you're not dead. So if you're not dead, that means you're victorious. It means he failed. It means you've won a battle. And because you won that one, you're going to win this one. As long as you stay with the Lord. And we just keep winning. And we keep winning. But we are not celebrating in the manner that we should because can I tell you he's still faithful the psalmist writes this in Psalms 28 verse 7 the Lord is my strength and my shield my heart trusts in him and I am helped therefore my heart greatly rejoice and with my song I will praise him May I ask you this question? Why did you give the enemy your song? He doesn't have the power to take it. You give it to him. Don't give your song. The psalmist said, the Lord is my strength and my shield. And he says, with my song, I will praise him. Can I tell you, your song may sound a little different than my song. But at the same time, you got a song. 
I don't care what key you sing it in. Just sing it unto the Lord. Because when you sing your song unto the Lord, it is a time of acknowledging who he is in your life. And there is a release of his peace that passes all understanding that in return shall keep your heart and your mind. How many knows we need to have some people with some sanity in the midst of an insane world right now? I I, I don't know if you've noticed, but our nation, this is not a political statement, but we got a lot of people that's insane trying to be leaders. They don't know if they're male, female, or they don't know if they're cat or dog. They, listen, they, it is amazing to me. We have witnessed the steeples of higher education that was founded to bring biblical enlightenment and knowledge so that our nation could flourish. We have watched them deteriorate into cesspools where God is not even allowed to be mentioned. And we send our most vulnerable and most precious children to be indoctrinated by garbage. And four years later, we let them come back with a degree. And then they are so confused, they don't know who they are. And then we promote them to places of positions of power and authority. And then we wonder why we're being led in chaotic manners. Hear me. Many of those individuals... didn't get there overnight. Many of those that are leading us today that don't know if they're male, female, or whatever else you want to talk about said in local churches just like this when they was children under the power and the anointing of God. But because a generation stopped rejoicing and gave the enemy their song, those places of power began to fizzle into nothing more than just other things on our calendar. And the anointing and the power of deliverance has been absent. And we just tried to have a form of godliness. And then we wonder why we're in the condition that we are. God help us, but God forgive us. All throughout history, and I'm going to bring this to a close. All throughout history, we see men overcome impossible situations because of the grace and the mercy of God that was granted to them simply because of their faith in God. And we find that for those that put their faith and trust in God, his peace kept their hearts and minds where they was able to finish and finish well. Think about this. Noah You're righteous in my sight, but you need to build a boat. You need to what? I need to build a boat. What's a boat? What what I need to build? An ark? What's an ark? For the saving of your family. Because I'm going to destroy 
everything I've created. You think that was an easy stretch of time in his life? Ridiculed, mocked, questioned, labored, day in, day out. However, Noah believed the word of God. And in faith he operated. And because he was operating in faith, there was a peace of God that kept his heart and his mind. And guess what? There was a day that the Lord shut the door. But there's also a day that the Lord opened the door and he stepped out. And his family was saved. What about Sarah who was past the age of childbearing and had been barren? But now... God, through faith, begins to bring forth a son in the name of Isaac. We often talk about Abraham and him being the father of faith and all these things, and it's powerful, his life and his testimony. But wonder what was going through Isaac's mind. We see just a glimpse when he's just a young boy and he travels with a few servants with his daddy and he's got the wood on his back and they've got the fire in their hand and they said, you stay here, we're going to go there and we're going to offer unto the Lord. And he says, daddy, where's the sacrifice? Oh, the Lord will provide, son. Don't that sound like a, a mom or dad answer? Oh, don't worry about it. God's got it, but you're walking up there. and All of a sudden he finds himself been wrapped around, tied by his father and laid on an altar. What was going through his mind? My dad has lost his mind. I wish mom was here. Yeah. This is scary. This is crazy. It's crazy. But all of a sudden they hear something. What am I saying? We see men's hearts and minds didn't fail because of a faith and a trust they had in God. We could go on and on. Daniel slept with lions and lived to tell about it. Anybody got that testimony in this house? His three friends didn't just go through a fiery furnace, but they danced around in it. Why am I saying this this morning? Can I tell you his disciples witnessed Peter walk on water. They saw five loaves and two fishes be turned into enough to feed a multitude. How and what, what, what's all this mean? It means this. They had an encounter with God in such a way that they said, you know what? We don't understand it all, but we will rejoice because we know who he is. May I ask this question in closing this morning? Do you know who he is? Do you really know who he is? Do I really know who he is? He isn't just my salvation, but he is my provision. He is my source. He is my hope. He is my everything. Notice. Philippians 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice as they come to the music this morning. It says, Let your moderation be known unto all men. Moderation simply means to be moderate. If you want to use modern day language this morning, you could say verse 5 like this. Let your life of balance be known unto all men. I want to ask 
you and I a personal question today because this is one of the things that disturbs me greatly is how balanced is our life? What kind of balance are we presenting to the world? Because the world is always watching. And they see a church that will lift its hands on Sunday, but then see their lives so scattered on Tuesday, overwhelmed, not able to get out of bed, not able to function under the anointing because of what if, what if? Oh, the sky is falling in my life. What if? I'm not making light of your situation, but I'm going to tell you something. Your God is a whole lot bigger than what you're giving him credit for. It takes a lot to move me. I've been through some storms. I've, I've climbed some mountains and I've had to cross some burning deserts and I've had to go through some deep, dark valleys and I've witnessed that he's faithful and that he's always present. So I will rejoice. Not because I like everything, but I will rejoice because I know who he is. I don't like the fact today, Brother Randy, that we got to go hug on Joyce and Jen's neck this afternoon because I wanted a different outcome. I wanted it done my way. I didn't like hearing on the phone last night my brother-in-law weeping and crying 1,500 miles away trying to get home because his friend just fell over dead and I felt helpless. I don't like that I had to, day before yesterday, pray with Aunt Bell over the phone and say, is everything okay? If I don't see you here, I'll see you there. I don't like that. But I will rejoice. I don't like the fact that I'm going to have to go to Missouri this week and walk by another friend that early on in ministry that could have preached to thousands but come to our little block church just to encourage this little preacher. Say, Brother Ron, you can do it. But I will rejoice. Because I know this isn't all there is. But I know that in just a little while, I won't see through a glass darkly halfway you can come to Papa if you want I could use a hug I don't care come on come on but I told you you could come he's like I don't know
but I will rejoice because he is who he says he is. He is faithful. He is loving. He is all-knowing. He still is our source of strength. He is our healer. He is our deliverer. I know this isn't a big message today, but I need you to hear me this morning as we stand. Time would fail us. To stand here today and tell you about Gideon or Barak or Samson, David, Samuel, and all the other prophets who through faith they subdued kingdoms and wrought righteousness, obtained promises and stopped the mouths of lions and quenched the violence of fire and escaped the edge of the sword and even in their weaknesses can testify of how they was made strong. I wonder if anybody under the sound of my voice today would say, you know, there's, there's been times when I look over my life, man, I was so weak. I was just so weak. But in the midst of my weakness, I experienced his strength. And I'm standing here today. But when you're in this present situation... The enemy wants you to believe all this is, you're not going to get any further. I need to tell you this morning, you're going to make it. Maybe I'm only talking to one or two people in this room today. I don't know, or somebody online. But I just feel by the unction of the Spirit today that you're going to make it. All this stuff that the enemy's been doing in your life, all of these things that's been tormenting your mind and your spirit and saying, I just don't know, I just don't know, and you just, you, you just feel like you're just completely just, everything's out of control. Can I tell you this morning, just stand still. And take a breath. And just begin to rejoice. In what you know. You're saved. You're on your way to heaven. The God of yesterday is the God of today. And if he gives you tomorrow, he'll be the God of your tomorrow. But when you rejoice. It says the peace of God. Shall come. And his peace is different than any other peace because his peace passes all understanding. Meaning this, you can't comprehend it. But it is that peace that will keep your heart and your mind. But it's all hinged on your song. Philippians 4. I will rejoice always 
And again, I say rejoice. Is there anybody in this room needs some peace in your heart and in your mind? You don't have to weep and cry and carry on for 10 hours to experience what you need. You just got to begin to sing. You just got to begin to rejoice. But I don't feel like it. Well, it's not based on feelings. It's based on faith. I will rejoice. Because he lives. I will rejoice because he has proven himself faithful. Let me ask this question this morning, then we're closing. I promise we're going to pray together. How many believes that Daniel slept with lions? Let me see your hands. How many believes the three Hebrew boys went through a fiery furnace? How many believes Peter walked on water? Y'all really believe that stuff? Then why in the world do we allow the enemy to think that he would let something happen to us if he delivered them from those things? Because he's a God that loves us the same as he loved them. He's no respecter of person. You say, well, I just don't know if I have anything to rejoice about. Well, here's this. I'm going to help you. Won't you just still rejoice right now? Lord, I thank you for delivering Daniel out of the lion's den. I thank you for delivering Jonah out of the belly of the fish because Nineveh was spared. Lord, I thank you for letting no stubborn Peter walk on water. You say you lost your mind. No, I will rejoice. He didn't tell me what I had to rejoice about. I'm just going to rejoice about his resume. Because for years the enemy has tried to get us to doubt what God has done and has continued to do throughout generations. I will rejoice. And when I began to rejoice, I began to just feel peace. I'll be honest with you this morning. When I walked out of my office, I was heavy. Man, I was heavy. Then I began to sing, oh, the blood of Jesus. My weight began to lift because I said, God, it's all going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I want to tell you this morning, it's going to be all right. But I don't know if your neighbor's listening to me. So I want you to turn to about three people and just tell them in the nicest, with the biggest smile that you have. Tell them, say, you know what? It's going to be all right. You just need to rejoice. You just need to rejoice. You're going to make it. Every head bowed, every eye closed just for a moment. I give you a little funny before I pray with you. I may get in trouble if any of them's watching, but it's all right. It's better to ask for forgiveness sometimes. I was on the phone with Aunt Belle. Before I got on the phone with Aunt Belle, Debbie was there. 
Debbie walked in and said, Aunt Belle, is everything all right with you and the Lord? She looked up at Debbie and she said, this is country people, okay? Country is cornbread people, country people. She looked up at her and she said, Debbie, she said, Debbie Joe, that's what she called Debbie Joe. I know my bingo's bad. But I ain't going back there. And I asked Jesus to forgive me of all my sins. And I'm okay. I will rejoice. I'm going to be real with you. All of us have stuff. All of us have stuff. But don't let the stuff hang you up. But I need, I need you to understand he loves you this morning. He loves you. And you're going to make it. Don't believe the lie of the enemy. Don't let your joy be stolen from you. Don't let the enemy have another day of your life. Don't dwell in the unknowns and the uncertainties and the what ifs. But rejoice in knowing that God loves you. Has a plan for you. Told Jeremiah, before I formed you and put you in the womb of your mother, I, I knew what I had for you. He's got something for you special. Dear Heavenly Father, this morning, as we stand in your presence, Oh, we love you this morning. You've been so faithful. You've been so good to us, Lord. You've kept us. You've provided for us. You've healed us. You've delivered us. You've positioned us to walk in freedom. You've blessed us with family. Lord, we are a blessed people. And we rejoice because of all of those things. But at the same time, we rejoice because of who you are. And we celebrate you today. And we say thank you. Thank you for being ever so near. Thank you for rescuing. But Lord, I also thank you for bidding the hearts of men and women still to this day. Of saying, come. Come and I'll give you rest. Lord, I believe under the sound of my voice today, there's some men and women that's heavy. In some areas of their life. The enemy's kind of 
kept them weighed down a little bit. If we'd be honest, they've not really been singing their song. But Lord, today I pray that this simple message today would let them realize that there's still a reason to sing. Because you're still who you say you are. So today, Lord, I pray for peace that passes all understanding to come to every man, every woman, every boy, every girl. Lord, I pray that there would just be a freshness of your spirit come to the hearts and minds of your people. And Lord, I pray that there would just be a A spirit of rest that would come upon them today. As I know many of them are walking through some difficult seasons today. Lord, I pray that they would just simply begin to rejoice. And that they would find you ever present and ever near. And Lord, I thank you for saving. Thank you for healing and thank you for delivering. And Lord, today... I pray, I pray that we would determine in our hearts and have a made up mind that we would let our moderation be known unto all men and that the return of the Lord is near and that our lives would bring you glory and honor. Lord, help us to be the example, help us to be the salt and the light. Help us to be the agent of change where men would begin to be drawn to you. So, Lord, I pray for wisdom. I pray for knowledge. I pray for strength for every family, every individual, every ministry that's represented here. Lord, I pray that as we finish out this year, we'd finish strong and in your presence. And the people of God simply say amen and amen. Hey everyone, it's Pastor Jade Abrams here. I want to thank you for watching today. Please feel free to like and subscribe or find us on our other social media platforms. And we pray God's blessings your way. You have a great day and we'll see you next time.